Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. The first Jan Dan podcast of 2017. It's episode 139. We start the year with no sponsors. No sponsorship. What, what the f*** happened? It's like going back to the Mike Botticello days. What? Mike is dead. Well, everything oh. was going so well. Yeah, no, it's, I think that, um, if anything, this is a bonus podcast for the listeners. Uh, because clearly no one else is working right now at Fox. No one. Uh, Not even Rich. Rich isn't, working, here. Rich isn't going to be here. Um, the Billboard people, the people who put up the billboards when you enter the Fox Studio lot, clearly not working because uh, they still have the Ronda Rousey is back at UFC 207 billboard up. She's not back. She's down. She's on her back. And if you saw, there's also a sign for Watch the Critic Mondays on Fox. The Critic? CK DJ. John Lovitz. It was, a, it was a timely, from way ago, so uh, I was making a joke that they, are, they haven't been working a long time. Insert cricket yeah. stop. The only reason I bring up John Lovitz because we were watching the first episode of The New Apprentice last night. And- oh, I heard he was like, he's the breakout star. He needs something. Really? I, I watched that it's too. It's bad. It, it got horrible reviews. <laughs> Should we do predictions? Who's going to win? Oh, man. It, it, like, is Trump, like, Trump, this is the Pats. worst part. He, Schwarzenegger is so stiff and so rigid. He makes Trump look like great as a reality. Yeah, host. I like Schwarzenegger's laugh. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Very funny. What, didn't he have one like scripted line like, "You guys are, you, you guys are late for the boardroom. You're gonna get terminated or something like that." Like, like all his lines are scripted. Let's watch the critic Mondays on. Fo- you remember if the you John- had gone not quite that far back, that would have worked. This is my first time here. Like maybe the grinder. The grinder. Yes, if you'd done that, that would have okay. been the grinder. Hey, to welcome, the chopper. Welcome to 2017. Jay and I both spent the uh, winter holidays. We were off for a week in in uh, chilly Canada. <laughs> for a second, you forgot where we went. No, uh, I remembered. Yeah, it was, yeah it was cold. It was fun. Uh, World Juniors were on. What is going on? Montreal, Quebec, Canada. What is going on there? No one's no, one no one's showing up for the playoffs of the World Juniors. No one's showing up. Tickets too expensive. Uh, come on, like it's incredible hockey. Hey, it should be twenty five bucks every seat. I Boom. Guess, I guess. And then the Centennial Classic in Toronto doesn't sell out. Boom. Twenty five bucks every seat. <laughs> Grey Cup doesn't sell out. World Cup doesn't sell out. You know what? The smartphones. It's ruining people. "Ah, I want to be on my phone. Yeah, they don't want to pay money for the tickets when they're going to be on their phone the whole time. You know what I paid money for? Nutcracker. What? The Nutcracker. I go every year. It's amazing. I cry every time. And it's almost guaranteed to be a good time. Podcast fans, we're at the Nutcracker. <laughs> I never, of all That's places in the weird. world, I said there, there will not be a single podcast fan. People, no. They also like the Nutcracker. And were they, what did they say? Hey, you like cracking these nuts? Or? They said, hey, they sure cracked that nut. Cracked it real good. Really cracked that nut. Remember when we were in the Nutcracker? Oh, that was fun. Yeah, they had someone from uh, News Talk 1010 or something playing the Cannon Dolls. Okay. There. Steve Anthony? If you ever get, Much Music VJ? If you ever get the opportunity, go to the Nutcracker in Toronto, one of the best performances in the world. I've never seen any of the other ones in the world, but I'm just guessing. You're just guessing that it's the best. When in reality, it could very well be the worst Nutcracker <laughs> performance on the planet. There's a dancing horse and dancing bears. And every time my daughters, I'm like, every time they're like, is that a real horse? I'm like, yes. And you're like, yes. They raised a horse specifically for this performance. <laughs> and then he'll graduate to that Cavalia thing. Is that what it's called? Cavalia? Yeah. The- where the, I went to that once where the horses, you know, oh. they dance the horses around. And it's like, you're like, it's like you say about fireworks. That Cavalia thing. Yeah. After five minutes of horses jumping over things, I was like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. I'm gonna, let's go get an early dinner. We we went to see <laughs> Christmas lights, and my girlfriend said the same thing. She's like, yeah, I get the gist. They're all just lights. Can we just get the hell out of here? I watched the global, because I was in uh, Kelowna with, with my parents, my sister, my family. So they all, of course, fell asleep before midnight. I'm up drinking 
Japanese whiskey in front of the TV, and I'm like, I'm going to flip it to the global BC coverage. Chris Galis, uh, Squire Barnes, oh, yeah. all the big names of global BC hosting the, the Vancouver Countdown. And then I was like, I want to see the fireworks. They cut to the fireworks, and it was as if it was as if th- they had a director who had just graduated from BCIT and didn't understand fireworks. Fireworks, like didn't understand anything. First of all, the camera was like the camera was like in Victoria. The camera was like so far away, and I'm like, okay, this is. I'm glad I'm glad we're getting this shot, but maybe they should have gotten a, a camera a bit closer, and then. And then they kept, like, the fireworks were bigger than the screen, the shot, so they kept having to, like, wide shot it. They kept having to pull back I'm, to get I'm, more of it. I'm, and then they cut to, like, close-up shots, and it would just be smoke. So they must have had, like, the close-up shots, like, right on the cannons. So they'd just be the smoke. I'm like, who's directing this? They've I'm, had, like, four or five bottles of champagne. I'm picturing the camera guy each uh, firework. <laughs> what the f***? That's a... That's way higher than I thought. <laughs> pull back. The director's like, pull back. Pull back. It was unbelievable. I was like, my jaw was on the floor. I'm like by myself. like, what is going on at Global BC? So anyway, Galus. Somebody email Galus and find out. I was watching Good the guy. LA local news on New Year's Day when they found out during the newscast that someone turn the Hollywood sign into Hollyweed. They're like, all right, just checking the San Gabriel <laughs> Mountains. And what? W- there seems to be something going on with the Hollywood I love sign. it. I love that they saw that live. Yeah. How do you miss it? It's very large. Their camera was the same. I was at a great distance. Oh, man. That was, I mean, think of the, of the planning and execution that had to go into that. Because this. There's no security around the Hollywood sign, I guess. A though. ton of cameras, though. But there's fences, right? right? Yeah. So you, yeah. so when you hike to the top, you can see right above the Hollywood sign, but it's a decent jump or walk to get to the top of it. Right. So good for the stoner who navigated yeah. that. Totally baked, by the way. And well, did a great job. People were like, "Oh, he changed the letters." Yeah. Put some tarp yeah. over one yeah, part. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Jim, how was your New Year's Eve? Let me just let me just guess. Nude in your pool. It was too cold for it. Was it was too cold it? for the pool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was unseasonably yeah. cold in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, you had to put on two hoodies. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a bash? Uh, no, we just chilled at home with the fam. Uh, again, we did lobsters again. Oh, you know, yeah. we did lobsters for Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Mm. Very nice. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you, you throw them in live, just throw them in there. That yeah. boiling hot water. Yeah. Love you it. did not show up at the Jay and Dan Dude Fest. I, <laughs> I, yeah. Which, uh, I apologize we, for that. We had a holiday party, and we that's the day we discovered we work with all dudes. And, and we had a holiday party, and the slogan was, bring on the men. <laughs> and it'll be fun. All right. Yeah, I, bought, so, uh, I, I was bought curious. Would, so, did anybody get out of control or anything? Was it? No, nope, uh, we were the last ones standing. Dan and I. We, Dan and I, were literally the last ones there on his patio uh, at the end of the night. I think <laughs> I left at two, maybe or not even two. So we we purchased a lot of booze. So if it's all dudes. What do you think? There was three things that they drank the most of. What do you think they drank? Uh, I'm going to say beer. Beer, yeah. That's a good guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say some kind of whiskey or bourbon. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And Let's see uh, if he can go three for three. Uh, I'm going to say tequila. Oh. See, I th- also, see, that would be the obvious the other, one. Now, vodka. Because vodka Oh, vodka. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but but yeah. see, vodka can also be a girly drink. Like, yeah. the vodka should please everybody. And you're right about tequila. Like, we bought a lot of tequila thinking, well, people are going to have shots. And yeah. Stuff. But people just weren't into the shot thing. Yeah, night, yeah. So. Because there were uh, some bosses. Everyone's like, oh, the boss. I'm like, why? He's here. Like, yeah, like- yeah, that's a problem. We can't invite the bosses anymore. Sorry. <laughs> no invite for you. Huh? Sorry, bosses. Um, but uh, and, Bobby uh, Diaz, our audio guy, made the greatest Irish exit of all time. Yeah. Like, like he, he was, was there for approximately ghosted. 18 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Turn around. People are like, oh, where's Bobby? Like, what? He's what? gone. Yeah. He's gone. I, I apologize for not no, making it. No, guys. no, it was, you, that, well, you would have to come all the way back in because you leave as we're getting into work. Now, yes, yes. Now you know who else was there. Uh, ben, you were there. You had a nice. Con- my wife said she had the nicest conversation with you. Thinks you're the best. Yes. Thinks likes you a lot more than Dan does. Yes. Yeah. 
but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but Rich Cook That's big hilarious. hit was a big hit with really? everybody. I well, think he didn't. He hasn't met anybody. That's what I mean. Like I, Rich didn't know everyone from the TV show, right? So uh, he was such a hit. Everyone because Rich is such a great guy and nice guy, and uh, I think Rich had some sex that night. Maybe. <laughs> wow. Not in, in the jacuzzi? No, he didn't make it out to the pool. No, I was telling her, no, 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 no one brought their swim trunks. Yeah. Not a single, not a single lad. I think, <laughs> but that's tough to you throw on the you throw on the speedo. Okay, go two, out to the pool. Two things for next year that make it a hit. Yeah, not on a work night. No, I think it has to be on a work night. Maybe a Friday, and then a plus one for the guys. So then we all have our dates there. Then we're drinking. Yeah, that was Uber. Brother, you were allowed. Lots. No one's. We didn't. Yeah, people oh. were allowed. Hmm. In fact, hey, come on. That's why no I, one's with women in that group. Nah. not a single guy. <laughs> not not a lot of. Yeah, yeah. No, not a lot. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Kirk. Or our, it'd be our great. Guy, he be brought. Great. He like, brought a yeah, lady. Yeah, my girlfriend. <laughs> and they go like bring in just like a five dollar lady of the night, and they're like, "Yeah, we've been. How long you been with him? Where are the smokes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I smoke at this party? I mean, that would be my suggestion. Hookers. (laughs) Oh, how long have you and Ben been seeing each other? Yeah, me and Bell have been seeing each other for 15 minutes. (laughs) He picked me up at the bus stop. Where's my money? Where's my cash? First of all, you didn't pay me. Degenerate. She, if that that hooker would have drank the red wine, I somehow yeah, thought everyone was going to be drinking so red wine. I thought red... at least a few bottles would go. No red yeah, wine. Yeah, no red wine no, at all. No. <laughs> and then I bought, as Ben alluded to, possibly, I possibly overbought on chips. Because I wanted to make sure there was a large variety of chips. Yeah. And I think I bought. 40 bags oh of chips. You bought God. like over $100 worth yes. of chips. Yeah, oh I did. Oh, my God. And, but, you know, you never know, right? You know, you <laughs> yeah. never know what people are partaking in where they might they might get hungry, you know? And I but then everyone's like, have... oh, I don't want to eat any chips. The bosses are here. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, just... What does eating chips have to do I'm with kidding. the bo- yeah, But they probably said that in their minds. Yeah, oh, my dicks. God. A little uh, the oh. uh, The theme of uh, my Christmas, the O'Toole Christmas yep. holidays, yep. was puke fest. 2016. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. My niece, uh, 24-hour flu. I got the 24-hour uh, flu. Kid in front of us at the Nutcracker threw up. Oh, and uh, then my daughter on the flight here threw up. Oh, Did she oh, throw man. up in her seat? Oh, yeah. Just oh. filled the bag. Oh, okay. You but sure, cute kid. She got the bag. Good for her. Good job. Good for that's her. good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's big. Yeah, that's that's never fun getting sick at Christmas. And then my uh, my daughters, the first time they ever uh, saw or heard me throw up, and they just, we were like, hey, you're really loud. You're really loud. We talked about this on the show yesterday. Really loud thrower upper. You. I don't know how you do it quiet. I, I don't, I'm the same way. Same way. It's involuntary. It just happens. I think my neighbors go, what the hell's going on next door? (laughs) Yeah. If they think something bad's going on. um, And it is. Something bad is going on. Now, we never made it to Jumbo's Clown Room for our- uh, Yeah, we didn't have the podcast party. Maybe there's a chance we could do that in January. By the way, if you listen to the tapes, Ben was responsible for organizing that. Ooh, mm. too soon. I thought we, well. No, well, in Ben's yeah. defense, though, uh, mm. really, the podcast no, they're, party they're was melded really. into the Fox Sports Let's podcast. do like a Valentine's Day jumbo. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. You know, that and, nice, and, like yeah. a nice place and to I spend promise Day. in two, 2017 that we will have a podcast bash at my house. Oh, yes. Coldwater Canyon. Yeah. Here yeah. we come. We will have one there. Coldwater sure. Canyon. I sure. cannot wait. It'll be a good time yeah it'll that be a good time wicked. that sounds yeah. wicked uh can we bring a plus one absolutely uh, ben wants to bring <laughs> the, a hooker the, the plus one is kind of mandatory oh, we want nice. you to bring yeah okay yeah. that sounds good yeah i like the missus that. wants you to bring your significance yeah, yeah i love that come here daddy that. and, then, uh, and <laughs> I, went, I, I got to go to a couple of clone rockets games i just want to shout out the clone rockets and the whole whl man that is entertaining hockey and if you live in a city uh, with a WHL team, gosh, that's the best deal in town. Did you get kicked out of the rink this time? This time, I was very uh, conscious of the fact that I needed to behave a bit better and not yell at the referees. And I actually did not say anything at all. Hmm. Uh, I was very well behaved, okay. except when I lost the 50-50 both times. And I, like, again, we bring this up. I won the 50-50 only once at a Blue Jays game. Yep. And it was like $3,500. And people from Western Canada That's retirement that, money. That's like insanely, it's so <laughs> stupid. Like, yeah. how could it only be $3,500? Because there's limits in Ontario. Game. 
something like that. So, like, what is the limit? The 50-50s are limited. They can't get massive amounts. To what, though? This is what I was told. I'm just going off what some bozo told that me. That seems, like, ridiculous. But it made sense to me at the time. It makes no sense, because you, if you're buying them, don't they just automatically go higher and higher? Think. Seems like a bit of a scam they got going on there. Oh, God. But it was eight. <laughs> the 150-50, the first game was eight grand. I'm like, wow. how is a 50-50 at a junior hockey game, like, three times as much as the Blue Jays game? But I digress. Can I mention one quick thing? Coachella lineup announced today. Huge. Very excited for us all to go and all be there. But our Canadian Wall of Fame inductees today are the Arkells, terrific band from Hamilton, Ontario, I believe. And uh, just great guys. There's Tim right Weren't there. Weren't they on your uh, albums of the year? Yeah, they're uh, absolutely on my albums of the year list. And I'm going to see them at Coachella. I cannot wait. Surprise announcement for the Coachella lineup. Ann Murray headlining on the Saturday <laughs> night. That's Beyonce. Oh. Beyonce, the Ann Murray of our modern times. Of our modern times, uh, how's the lineup looking? Would I know any? I know uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. I know Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce. I know they are. Oh, another another great Canadian act, Mac DeMarco. Huge fan of his. He'll be there. Uh, real estate. Everyone knows I love them. Uh, Radiohead. I know you're a big fan of theirs. Uh, you mentioned Kendrick Lamar. How about Schoolboy Q and Gucci Mane? So no uh, no flashbacks this year. Uh, no, it's not well because that's Desert Trip. Desert Trip. Yeah, that'll be in the no, fall. No, but didn't didn't uh, they have Coachella have a flashback band last year too? Uh, they well, they had Steely Dan. Steely the year Dan, before. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, they had Steely but Dan. They aren't headline. doing that anymore. Uh, it seems like they're going to move those acts to the fall. Billy today. Joel. Yeah, maybe he'll be in the fall. Oh, right, the seventies. You get Steely Dan. You get Billy Joel. You Bruce get Springsteen. Mac. You get Springsteen. How good would that be? You'd that, go to that. I would go to a desert trip with Springsteen, Billy Joel. Who else could you throw in there? <clears throat> well, if he was all seventies, you could have. Billy Joel, Elton John on one night. Boom. They don't get along anymore, though, I thought. Yeah, they do it for the sweet, sweet cash, I bet. And then you have Springsteen. You have Fleetwood Mac. There's your headliners. Boom, There, that's done. You just need to grab maybe Steely Dan and then maybe, uh, I was going to say the Eagles, but there's probably not enough. Then Counting alive. Crows. And, of course, on the Sunday, early slot, Counting Crows. There's a law. Sure. I'm reading this law in Ontario. 50-50 raffle cannot exceed $50,000. Boom. What? It's Bones is. Why? I don't know. This is on the, the website. Because Ontario, no fun police. That is the dumbest yeah. thing yeah. I have ever heard. Hey, Ontario, you're dumb. 50 grand? Yeah. That's a joke. F*** you, Ontario. <laughs> hey, um, Jim, we wanted to ask you about this. This Mariah Carey meltdown on New Year's Eve on the Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Uh, what do, what's your take on that whole situation? A lot of finger pointing. Oh, yeah. The, I, I, I don't know if you guys watched it. Yeah, so what happened? I saw I, it go down live. It was very uncomfortable. I've seen it on yeah. mute. G yeah. Give us your take of what happened for people maybe who, who haven't. Uh, all right, so I, I haven't really followed up on the follow-up, so I, I don't know the exact thing that went down but it sure looked to me like she lost her in-ear monitors and that's what she was saying right yeah. so a lot of acts almost everybody now performs with you know they're not actually earbuds they're molds of your ears yeah. that are high-end uh like headphones or earbuds that fit inside your ears molded to your ears and uh you get your mix that way and it helps the sound guys so it takes sort of all that splash, all the sound from the speakers that normally would be all around the stage, it removes that from the stage. So when you're standing on stage, really all you're hearing is kind of the backside of the PA system. It's it's not usually it's not very loud. There's not a lot going on. So there's it's kind of hard to hear where you are in the song precisely, although you can do it. And so she apparently her in ears went out and uh and and I was talking to the the guys here that do the NFL show. They they know like some of the guys that work that New Year's Rock and Eve, some of the sound guys that do like the um the the wireless frequencies. You know how you guys have your Ooh, We've got some inside knowledge your, coming here. Right. Your in ear packs, right? Yeah. So um frequencies for the 
uh, radio for all the RF stuff, which is your in-ear monitors, that's all RF, all the handheld microphones and everything, for Times Square, uh, it's a very narrow band. You only get so many frequencies inside this narrow band. And you have to get everything approved and all that stuff in New York City. And obviously with all the uh, police and yeah, security, so much going on. There's a, it's insane all the stuff, the protocols that they have to go through. Uh, so one of the theories is her frequency to her in-ears actually got jammed. Another free, another theory is maybe you know the batteries just died. Yeah, it happens on her in-ear right? pack because all that stuff happens, you know. Yep. Um, or you know, you know, somebody hit the wrong button and muted to send to her ears. Who knows? But regardless, it looks like she lost her in-ears. And what happens a lot in those, especially live events of that magnitude, is uh, sometimes the RF microphone will get hit with a competing frequency and sometimes your ears will get hit with a competing frequency so so usually have you ever seen a situation where that's happened and then the act has actually kept going without a mix yes in ear? okay so um most experienced bands and i'm not saying they're not will have something on the stage like some side fills or a couple of wedges, just something to fill the stage just so they know where they are if they happen to just pop off their ears yeah. or, or that goes away. So they have some kind of reference. But, you know, watching TV, if you look at that stage, I never saw anything up there. No yeah. other speakers aiming at them. And you're talking them. about the backing track, like there's a backing vocal She's, track. So almost all those... Acts, I, I, although I don't think DNC did, I think they played everything live, but almost all those acts, especially like the Beyonce's and the Mariah Carey's and stuff, they they have backing tracks going on. Yeah, and uh, I mean Beyonce plays with a band, but there's just songs that they have stuff going just on fills up the right, fills like, the sound up right. And in like Mariah's thing, you heard that real high vocal. Yeah coming in right so she doesn't have to worry about hitting that note yeah she'll hit another note as she sings along with it yeah. that fills it out or she'll go for that note but it's supported from the track right like a lot of uh hip-hop and rappers uh the whole song all the vocals everything plays along with them yeah and they just go right over the top of it and yeah. do whatever they want yeah you yeah. know so uh in her case um you know, obviously, her ear in ears went out, and she got confused where she was in the song. Yeah, and she just pulled them out, and she, just she started. She bailed, and she like as opposed to trying to right. get some reference. Like God bless Adele when that happened to her at the Grammys, she just kept powering through. Right. You know what I mean? When her ears got all screwed up. Yeah. Now in her now in, in Mariah's defense, Adele's inside. It's a little more of a controlled environment. Absolutely. No question about I'm it. I'm not defending Mariah Carey, but I do love the way I, she owned I, it afterward on Twitter. Oh, like yeah, she doesn't yeah. she's like she's like shit happens. Well, I'm Mariah. It was a little weird though because uh <laughs> You know, the dancer's trying to dance with her, and she's like, just get the f over here and just hold me. You know, and, and the guy's trying to dip her. She's like, just fucking hold me. What are you doing? Okay, all right. So we don't know where we are here. You guys sing along. You know, you can tell she was just pissed. Oh, you yeah. Know? yeah she and the dancer's happy. like trying to do all the moves, and she's like, just back up. I'm getting down the fucking stairs. Fuck you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. And then, and then, uh, and then um, afterwards, you know, when they're all on the stage with Ryan Seacrest and he has all the bands come up for the ball drop, she goes up there. She's like, yeah, I, I came up here. All right, f*** off. <laughs> and she just walked away. <laughs> like, you never saw her. They, she wasn't there for the countdown, you know. Oh, they were it. like, oh, Mariah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. F*** you. Know, <laughs> Everyone you know. go f*** you know what I found out? <laughs> there are no restroom facilities for all those people there in Times Square. What the f do they do? They yeah. wear diapers. 
Do they? Yeah. What? Oh, yes. Like adult, adult diapers? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. That's kind of makes sense. That's what people do. So they do. just hand them out when you're walking in? No, they like it's a whole thing. People plan ahead. Hey, I'm going oh, that down. That sounds the like swing. the worst diaper. Yeah. How's you ring in the new year? Ah, oh, wearing a diaper. Piss yeah. piss myself. Piss myself piss about myself. thirty times. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So are they walking out with like the saggy got to oh, baby yeah. diaper? Like oh, got to be. Yeah, got to be. Everyone on the subway just yes, a big exactly. saggy pair of pants. Exactly. I, <laughs> I read an article wow. that the cheapest place to eat dinner was a reservation for three hundred and fifty dollars at Applebee's in Times Square. Wow, three hundred. What about? I wonder if to make we a should reservation. ask Schrager about the yeah. Olive Garden. Uh, where the Olive Garden crazy. Must have been just rocking. Okay, Schrager bomb. <laughs> how much? How much would it cost for someone to pay you to go? To New Year's Eve in Times Square, you get there when they open the gates. You're the oh, first one there. No. There are no restroom facilities. You got to bring your own snacks. You got how much? Your own yeah. diaper. This yeah. is tr- how much would it cost? It wouldn't be that. It would be an, to me. It would be an, an experience, but it would still cost. I'd still need a few thousand dollars. <laughs> Jim, you. <laughs> I, I have no desire to do that. But yeah. what if someone said, "Here, name a price." Uh, yeah, probably a couple of grand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the same. You'd have to few zeros. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> insane, but, but to, like pee your pants, shit your pants, and eat first. Just for the inconvenience of going there, and like I'd say I mean, five grand minutes. I mean, so the people grand. they fucking they just look they like they stuff their pockets with power bars and shit like that. See, that you sounds know? that is a nightmare. Yeah, it does sound yeah. awful. Yeah, it's yeah. like how is that fun? At least at an outdoor Especially festival, when it's you can freezing. And you can't outside. you can't bring in booze. Nothing. Nothing like. And you're standing. So you're yeah, so you're standing the whole so, time. Okay, again, let's just put this. Yeah. You're yeah. in your own feces and urine and you're sober. Come on, the, it'll be fun. Yeah. The positive side of that is it's helping to keep you warm. I mean, I would say this. If you think about are it. You right? Until sh- once it gets out, though. If you're oh, sober, man, are you shitting yourself, though? You're probably not taking a dump in this. <laughs> like, you can probably hold that back till you get home. Oh, well, it's on anyway. Here we go. <laughs> oh, what's that smell? Don't worry about it. I got a nightmare. <laughs> well, that's so that's the question. You know, if you're there and there's a million people, and even if. 10,000 of them have these diaper things on, and of the 10,000, half of them are so hammered that they're like, ah, fuck it, I'm just shitting myself. Yeah. How bad does it smell? Oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's just going to be, it All those... doesn't sound like fun. But there has to be a lot of people just whipping it out, peeing right there. Right on themselves. Right on the guy in front of them. I, I, I don't know, only because uh, <laughs> square, I, baby. Only because there's so many people and there's so much police and security now. They are like, checking that. They make they, once you're in, you can pee wherever you want. I'm gonna uh, pee on you. Hey, you I know, forgot to mention. I mean, nor I think on an average day, there's probably quite a few people that are just whipping it out and peeing right there. <laughs> in Times Square. Yeah. I agree with you, especially those second-rate Muppets, those rip-off oh, Muppets, oh. That, Dirty uh, Elmo. Oh, no. Dirty all right. I actually went to a job interview there in Manhattan on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, and ooh. it was insane. Talk about peeing in the streets. Yeah, I, I, uh, I flew. Actually, I was this. I was dating my wife at the time, and uh, we flew in from like Hartford, Connecticut, on a little puddle jumper. Bradley International. And, yes, from Bradley, yes. And uh, we flew into JFK, and uh, we couldn't, like, the cabs were like, look, we'll we'll go to uh, Grand Central, but we ain't going across town. There's no fucking way. You can't get across town because the parade, it's, it's all closed. You got to go all the way up above Central Park or all the way down below, you know, the, forget it, you know. So we took some shuttle bus. We get dropped off at Grand Central, and my job interview was at, like, 8th Avenue in, like, 57th or something like that. And by the time we got there, literally we ran from Grand Central Station all the, f- the way to my job interview. <laughs> it was insane how wasted everybody oh, was yeah. oh, and, and puke everywhere get, it was puke unbelievable At, so afterwards later in the day we went for a walk up in central park and they were literally 
cops were in these dump trucks and they were driving through Central Park mm. and there'd be cops on horses and they'd catch people like smoking weed or drinking in the park and they'd radio and the dump truck would pull <laughs> up and they'd throw the guys in the <laughs> back of the dump truck. What? Really? And there are two cops standing in the back of the dump truck with shotguns and there's like <laughs> wow. 30 guys in the dump truck. Come on, get in the truck. They're probably truck. still continuing the party in there. Oh, it's like a better party. keep going here, get these guys over here. It was nuts. That's this like a party a bus, ago. but it's a yeah. party dump truck. Yeah, yeah That's was, how we need crazy. to clean out the, the holiday bash next year with a dump truck. Yeah. Get just, all the dudes yeah. out. Just Dump truck pulls up and you just jump off your balcony <laughs> i see if you make it so so uh the studio was this amazing studio it was clinton recording studios and i walk in and in studio a is frank sinatra what and in studio b is miles davis what and i'm like i want to work here what what does it take for me They're to get a job there at here? the time at recording. the time i am there Oh my god! And and this is St. Patrick's Day, and I'm like, this is unfucking believable. I can't believe you guys have these guys here. And I was so like, I can't bring my girlfriend into my job interview, right? And she'd never been in New York City. I I'd been a couple of times before that. And it'd be this, a unique it, move if you did bring your girlfriend. Yeah, in. Uh, that would be no, something, right? So <laughs> so, but but we. Uh, the plan was, you know, okay, I'll drop her off at a restaurant or someplace, and when my interview's done, I'll go and meet her. But we were so late, and it was such insanity trying to get there and literally running the whole way and all this shit. We get out in front of the studio, and I'm like, okay, I'll see you. And she's looking around, and on every <laughs> corner, there's like six hookers, you know? <laughs> and she's like, you're, there's no way you're leaving me here. Like, look around you, you know? Come here, cutie. And I, fortunately enough, I was able to get a cab that was running down 8th Avenue, and they took her to uh, uh, God, Macy's. And oh. I'm like, I'll meet <laughs> yeah. you. I'll meet you at Macy's when I get out, whenever that is. I have no idea. And, uh, you know, a couple hours after the interview and all this shit, uh, I take a cab down there and literally I'm thinking I'll never go, I'm never going to see her again, you know? <laughs> and I get out of the cab and as I step out of the cab, she's walking out the front door of Macy's. It's pretty cool. By the way, that'd be, be. A, that'd be a good be. slogan for Macy's. Meet you at Macy's. Meet you at Macy's. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, quickly, before we get to our guest, Ariel Hawani, <clears throat> you know who the first person I saw when I landed back in uh, Toronto for the Christmas holidays? Who's that? Jerry D. Oh, Gerard. He's now an airport greeter. Oh, very nice. <laughs> he had got back from his uh, Christ- his holiday vacation with his family. But uh, completely, Jerry D, right there with the fam, every kid blonde as hell. <laughs> what a guy. Good. I just wanted to drop that in there. I just good, remember that. Good story. Dan is generally awkward. I love Jerry. He's a funny guy. Hey, well, but- When are we going to get Jerry on the podcast again? Yeah. Did you ask him? No. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's mentioned in this uh, one letter. But, yeah, our guest, Ariel Hawani, is going to be joining us talking about, what was that, UFC 207? Oh, my God. I always God. forget. I lose track of the numbers. Yeah, 207. Incredible. We'll, we'll get into it. But first, Dan, before we do that, we have to play probably your favorite podcast game ever. Uh, I don't have a drop. Oh, we'll, we don't have a drop. We'll insert it here. And here we go. Now, thank you very much, by the way, the listeners, for sending us. These are all suggestions from the listeners. These are not things we make up. Uh, These are suggestions from the listeners. Uh, And by the way, listeners, make sure you listen and rate our podcast on iTunes. Uh, Send us recommendations for Six Degrees with Engineer Jim and our Wall of Fame. And get your Jane Dan swag at janedan.com. But first, would you rather? Ben, go ahead. I have a non-appropriate one, a regular one for you, Dan. Good. All right. From Simon. (laughs) Simon Zimmerman. Would you rather stare at a blank wall for 12 straight hours and get paid 500 bucks? Okay, see, now this is where I, I have a goal. So I have a, <laughs> no, no, a no, 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 sorry. Goal. I said, yeah. Okay, yeah. Stare at a blank wall for 12 straight hours. That's it. Or be Mike's employee for a day's work and get paid $500. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah, a good one. I'd get paid 500 bucks. That's easy. To work for Mike? Yeah. What if I said 500 bucks? He doesn't have a job, so I'd be doing nothing. (laughs) I'd be doing nothing. All right. No, he's surfing in Portugal. Perfect. I'll carry the surfboard. 500 bucks. Sign me up. That was the easiest. All right, Jay. Yeah. Would you rather wax producer Tim's taint 
Oh, or okay, okay. wipe a random person's ass at the keg. Oh, wow. This is a good one. Scrotums and dick juice. I'd have to say wax producer Tim's taint because I don't know what's in the feces of this random person at the keg. I don't know. But they could also have a clean break. Just like it comes right up. Yeah, that's true. It could, could drop right down, be super clean. But I think I'd still take my chances with producer Tim, legs up in the air, get the <laughs> wax down there underneath the testicles, get a good rip on, and hopefully it's just one and done. That was from our friends at Maple Syrup Pod. All right, Dan, from Dave Jared. Get a tongue ring forever or... Oh, how funny would that be, though? Never receive oral sex ever again. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. That's a good one. Oh. <laughs> Tulsi <laughs> with a tongue ring forever. So every promo... Again, every there's got to th- be a reason. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> Okay. Like, I, li- I like saying for like, because I told you what, you get your pink pinky cut off for a million dollars or get a foot cut off for like five million. Something doesn't have like to be that. money all the time. Yes, for me it does. <laughs> okay, I'll, okay, I'll give you. You have to answer this one. Okay, I'll give you five million bucks if you wear a tongue ring forever. Oh, yeah. Easily. Again. Easy. <laughs> no, like- but, but what if no money's involved? Tongue ring forever or no oral sex ever? What? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Wear a tongue ring forever. Yeah. Or never ever receive oral sex ever. So I have to wear the tongue ring too. No, no, no. You, you either like you get the tongue ring, and you have to have that tongue oh, ring that's forever. Easy. Tongue ring. You get that tongue ring. Yeah, that's wow. an easy one. Really, Please. Jim? I think, I think I'd have to go tongue ring. I, I mean, you, to you never to. get oral sex Never get again. it again. You have to do it. You yeah. have and to. you could get a tiny one that no one would ever see. What's it like if you're on TV and you're, like, talking sports and you have a tongue ring? It would be amazing. <laughs> it would be so good. I almost think you should do it just to set yourself apart from other sportscasters down here. Oh, oh yeah. That's the... Uh, that's the guy with the tongue ring. He's good. <laughs> and then I can say, hey, they let me go. They don't like my differences. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You could be oh. like, yeah, sorry, you don't like how I'm diverse with my tongue ring. And we better call up Ariel. It's like <laughs> two more minutes. minutes. So we got one more? Is it? Can I ask yeah. a question yeah. about the one tongue more. ring? Do you ever notice people with the tongue ring, sometimes they start to get a slight lift? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it would you know be I mean? natural at first. Like, how do you, then you would maybe learn to speak Just with the tongue Learn to speak ring. again, yeah. And that would be the thing with Dan as a broadcaster. That would impede him a little That's bit. That's right. But at that the same might time, improve my broadcasting. <laughs> it's 96.9. Well, by the way, went to the storage unit with my kids because, uh, you know, nothing like a day with the kids at the storage unit. Uh, I thought for a second the storage unit was like a cool name for a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no, found a, found some tapes from the vault. Some new oh, ones. Oh, boy. Ooh. Oh. If oh. you need to find a cassette player, do we have one of those? We have one here, actually. We do. We now, have one. There's one in the studio. Yeah, next yeah. Oh, beautiful. This will be fun. I'll oh, have wow. to sit and listen. Because I gave Mike, we might have to revisit, I gave Mike like 13 tapes, and he's like, yeah, I'll have a listen. And he's like, yeah, nothing. Where are they? I'm like, I don't know. Done. Mike, that's what yeah, Mike is doing either. right now. He's still li- listening. He's still <laughs> looking through those tapes. This one, I have a tough time with it. And Dan, Ooh. I got to ask it to you. It isn't yes. appropriate, but you have yes. to answer it. No, I don't. Yes. Fine. Yes. No, no, you have to ask Dan. No, it, Jim he, gets this. He'll one. answer. No, he has no, Dan. One. Ask Dan. Ask no. Dan. Eat off the. F- this is from Neil. Neil, thank you. Would you rather eat off the floor of an airplane bathroom? Oh, they're disgusting. Or they are so, so much gross. piss. Sleep on a jizz stained pillow for one night. <laughs> It Is ha- it your own jizz? Jay's jizz. Oh, it's my jizz. Oh, mine's pretty. Those pretty, airport. Oh, God. pretty sure it's good. Airport bathrooms. I went in. I went this into so one disgusting. on my flight oh, back. God. This lady comes out. Didn't even do a like. It was just shit stain. Shit coated everywhere. Like it was massive oh, diarrhea. What does it smell like in there. Oh God. Oh. Just oh. No, just didn't give, didn't give a. F- <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but like, what do you do if you have to go in that but you situation? Fl- you flush or uh, yeah. clean it up. Yeah. But maybe the you know how it is with the flusher, it kind of just sucks it like it goes. But how do like you get it, it on the floor? It Does it splash? How do you get it on the floor? No, no, no it was, it was all over the, the floor. It was all over the, the toilet bowl. I the think bowl. you're saying the bowl. Oh. So which one, Toolsy? No, that's Jim. <laughs> uh, yeah, but those those floors are coated in piss. Just. <laughs> 
annihilated oh, in God. urine. I think I told you that one flight I took where multiple people went into the airplane bathroom with bare feet, and I was oh. never more horrified oh. in my entire life. Yeah, that's crazy. Bare feet in an disgusting. bathroom. Why would you do that to yourself? No. It's not Jim, okay. which one? Uh, I'd rather have Jay jizz on me than eat off the <laughs> Yes! Yes! I'm coming, baby! <laughs> I always thought about that, Jim. <laughs> you know, again, once again, I contend the most disgusting place in the world is a men's bathroom in an airport in the morning. Yeah, it's so gross. Went Absolutely. again, yeah. went that's again a in Toronto, just like guys waiting. Just I know. leaning against the wall, I waiting know. to take a shit. That is it. It's like, hey, I'm next. Yeah, and I always go in, and I'm like, to take a leak, and I always see the guy there standing. I'm like, oh, sorry, go ahead. And he's like, no, no. And he points at the, <laughs> points at the shit. Like, yeah. This is where I'm going. And I'm like, just, just a fucking shit free for all. How about all? the poor people? A who cane. How about the people who have to clean up those oh, bathrooms? That's horrible. Ugh. Can we get robots? Can that? they not get an industrial fan? Let's get robots. We're, we've got all these robots. First thing, before anything, before any technology, get the robots in the airplane, airport bathroom. Well, Japan has those public restrooms where after it's used, it gets fucking, it hoses itself down. Perfect. Let's do that. Hose it down. Hose it all down. It's not hard. Figure it out, robot people. Oh, God. Figure it out, robot. People. Ariel, not there? Uh, got his voicemail. Got his voicemail. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to talk about UFC 207. Uh, we watched the Cody Garbrandt-Dominic Cruz fight. Uh, it was really great. I thought Dom, I mean, obviously lost the fight very clearly, but, man, Dom's a tough motherfucker. Like, he yeah. was getting knocked down, and he just popped right back up. So we work with Dominic, so we have a relationship with him. He was, like, sexual. A a big part of our old show on the old set because he was injured then. So he was here all the time. All the time. He'd always come on, talk UFC. Yeah, he'd, he'd always come over, talk to us. And now Cody has come on our show a couple times. And he is one of our favorite guests we've had on our new show because of the stories he tells. Hilarious. Very funny guy. Yeah, just a, just so a I was, classic small town guy. So watching that fight. I like my heart was in my throat because I'm like I, I don't want either guy to lose. I know, I know, I, I I know exactly what you mean. That's exactly the way I felt. Um, but I'm happy for Cody and Dom's not done. And I love no. what he said afterward about hey man, losing's a part of life. It's just uh you know it's not the not the end for me. He's only 31. I think people think like Dom's yeah. like 39. And he sent out another Instagram post today saying the same thing. Yeah. And we had um, Amanda Nunez on our show the week of her fight, so yeah. we had both. Champs. Both champs were on. Uh, I think you came up with the slogan, Fox Sports Live, we crown champions. Yep. That's what we do. Fox Sports Live, we crown champs. Amanda Nunes, by the way, super nice. Tiny. Just a little tiny thing. And she was swinging for the fences on every punch. She was swinging like up. She was like going up. And again, I saw the tweet. I think I saw this after Ronda's last fight, but... Someone said, again, why is it when she gets punched in the face, she's like, why am I being punched in the face? Like, she's surprised. Well. You're in an octagon. You should kind of expect it. We got some, I guess, inside information maybe from someone who I won't name just in case he's not supposed to say it, that she didn't do any sparring in her training leading up to the fight, which seems like a horrible idea. So you're not used to getting hit at all. And then all of a sudden, here comes Nunez with those fucking killer rights. Would she land 2048 in the first like, oh, it was 48 seconds was the whole fight, How many fight, punches right? did she land? You said I counted, the... like, about 15. She landed 15 solid shots. Like, not, like, glancing shots. Like, stop Ronda in her tracks. Jim. That look that Ronda had at the at the end when it was over yeah. was like, oh, my God, she was just lost. And now uh, one of our coworkers, Clay Travis, oh, he God. is going on a... Uh, a Twitter uh, tirade <laughs> saying, fantastic. saying Ronda is the biggest hype, biggest fraud in the history of sports. But she beat other humans. Like, easily. It, people forget, before Holly Holm beat her, the big question was, is there anyone left on the planet for Ronda to fight? She's fought everybody and beaten everybody. And Holly kind of went in there like, I don't know if she's ready, but we'll try it. Nobody thought she'd win. It was like Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson. Like, I mean, come on. Clay, I love Clay, but that's a ridiculous, ridiculous statement. 
Do you think? No, that's how he gets. That's how he gets people talking. Well, and and Jason Whitlock jumped on that too. Like that's. I'm always amazed, and I like the awful announcing guys. They seem fine. They're always nice to us. But I'm always amazed that they they jump on those things. You know, like when Clay says something like that about the liberal media or Jason does, and they're like, oh, I can't believe what they said. It's like, no, that you're just playing into their hands. They want you to retweet everything they're saying. <laughs> you're doing what they want. I know. What don't you understand about that? Anyway. Ariel Hawani is here. Ariel Hawani does join us on the line. We were just talking about, uh, Ariel, thanks for being here. We were just talking about how Clay Travis is uh, calling Ronda Rousey uh, the the biggest fraud in the history of sports. Oh, yeah. That is a hot take. That is a hot take. It's a scorching hot take. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the Fox Sports executives love those kind of hot takes from people who probably watched a collective five minutes of MMA in their entire lifetime. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's now, great y- stuff. Your, your unbiased take on all this. Did you see it coming? Did you uh, expect this from Ronda two fights in a row? By the way, we're getting right into it. No pleasantries, no happy holidays. I know, no I know. I Dan, <laughs> Dan is very abrupt. Uh, he's very upset. Well, you know what happened? We played a game of Would You Rather, and uh, Dan realized he now has to get a tongue ring for the rest of his life, and it's it's affected him. <laughs> uh, first of all, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy buddy. New Year to you. And by Dang. the way, can I ask you this, Ariel? As a, as a guy from Montreal, before we get into the, the UFC stuff, what do you make of if you're in Montreal right now? Are you not going to these World Junior games? Nobody's going to these games right yeah. now. The crowds are ridiculously. I don't get it. I'm kind of sad and, about and, it. And you guys know, and I'm not actually in Montreal right now, but I have been following the story. Um, you guys know, like this is you know this is a, a national holiday around you know Christmas, New Year's. These games are great. Uh, I grew up watching them. I think the problem is from from you know the uh, the experts that I've read. The, the ticket prices seem a little too steep. I mean, I, I feel like you kind of have to cater to the families, especially in a market where they have Major League Hockey. You, you, you might want to drop them down a little bit, or if you're going to charge that much, you might want to go to markets, you know, like the Hamiltons and the Londons of the world that don't get Major League Hockey, where this is like their big draw of the Good year. I don't, I, don't think, I, I don't think you could charge NHL prices in an NHL town. But they're even, yeah, they are NHL prices. You're right. It's ridiculous. It's junior hockey. I know it's the world yeah. juniors, but it's still junior hockey. Players. It's a lot. And Can't then the that. other problem, I think, Ariel, is you just had it in Montreal and Toronto two years ago. Now you've just, you know, two years ago, Toronto yeah. got the finals. This year, Montreal gets it. But I, I never understood that. Like, I never understood. Or why wouldn't you just have it in Toronto one year and then two years later have it all in Montreal and make it, a you know, have one package deal or something? Maybe it's a little more affordable, but I digress. Let's get back to Rhonda. Yeah, your yes, your yes, thoughts yes, yes. on this. So it, this is just incredible to me because, I was as I was saying, at the end of the fight, she's standing in the middle of that octagon and, like, I've never seen an athlete look so lost and so defeated in my life. It was It was sad. You know, I was actually going to say it was a little sad to see just because of what she represents in MMA and, you know, how big of a star she was and how dominant she was. You know, to me, the the main question going into this fight, and it was a question that was truly left unanswered going into the fight because she wouldn't talk to any of us. Um, That question was, you know, are you over the Holly Holm fight? You know, that was really the, the top question on my mind. Have you gotten over it? Because as you guys know, in sports, you suffer a crushing defeat. You know, we want to see how this person rebounds. We see it in every sport, whether it's team sports, individual sports. How do they rebound, especially a champion who loses their title, especially a champion who loses their title, who's undefeated. You know, there's so much that has changed down your life. Your, your identity has changed. So how are you going to rebound? What's going on in your mind? Are those wounds still fresh? We never got to ask her that question. And, you know, 48 seconds later, I got the answer to my question. She's yeah. not over the loss, clearly. And, and, and to be honest, I mean, the fact that she wouldn't talk to us, the fact that she wouldn't address it in any interview that wasn't kind of pre-produced, if you know what I'm saying, it told me all I needed to know. But really, you know, there was still that, okay, maybe, maybe she's just kind of fooling us. Maybe she's going to look better than ever. Maybe she's going to, you know, reinvent herself. Maybe something has changed. Well, very quickly we realized that, you know, she's, she's not over it. I mean, she's taken better shots than that. She's been rocked before and she's come back and she's won those fights. The first punch that was thrown landed and that was the beginning of the end. And yeah, it's, you know, this game is, is a tough one. There's, there's, a, there's a big mental hurdle that athletes need to get over, especially when you're locked in a cage coming off your first loss and with such a fall from grace. And unfortunately for Ronda, she still is not over that loss to Holly Holm. She's done, right? You know, I, I, 
who am I to say that she's done? Um, clearly, she has to change a few things if she wants to get back in there. She has her mom who's saying that she wants her to be done. I spoke to her longtime nutritionist, Mike Dolce, who's a former fighter, who said it's pretty much 50-50 at this point by his estimation. Um, I, I don't think she's going to come back for quite some time. I mean, I, I think that's probably best for her, and she probably needs to change a few things in training. Uh, you know, usually when I, I don't like when when a when a fighter loses for the first time and then just completely radically changes the whole team. I don't think that's fair to the coaches. But you know, we've seen enough now in, in two straight fights, and and things have been brewing for quite some time um, to where I think you know probably a change of scenery would behoove her. She's got a career outside of fighting, and, and she's done you know a lot of good things, and she's made a lot of money, so she doesn't necessarily need this. But who knows what happens in a year or two if she gets that itch. Conor McGregor, he must watch this and say, okay, she does no media. Uh-huh. Uh, she, she makes $3 million off of this. Uh, you guys can go f*** yourselves unless you give me $20 million and I don't have to do any media. What's, he must be just licking his chops at this right now. Oh, man. You know, I, I, a lot of people were, were saying, like, let's cut. You know, if, if, you, were, if you were doing the UFC broadcast on Friday... Could we cut to a live shot of Dublin and just see the, the big <laughs> smile on Conor face? And by the way, you know they say that Ronda made three million. She made way more than that because that doesn't account the pay per view buys and That's her right. cut of the pay per view. And you know, more often than not, those numbers are kind of smoke and mirrors. So trust me on this. So she made well more than than uh, wow. the three million. Uh, yeah, Conor. I mean, he, he now holds all the chips. I mean, 2016 was the year of Conor McGregor. You can make a case that despite losing to Nate Diaz in March, that he was the fighter of the year certainly had the greatest impact in 2016 on the sport. You can make a case that he's had the greatest impact on the sport and the history of the sport. You can make a case that, well, I know for a fact that he's the highest paid fighter in the sport. You can also make the case that he's the most underpaid fighter in the sport just because of how much he draws and how important he is for the UFC. And now there's no secret that, you know, they're, they're kind of at odds. He's saying, I want a meeting with Ari Emanuel and Patrick Whitesell of WME. I want to talk to these guys. I want my fair share. Dana White's saying he knows where to find me. Uh, you know, tell him to call me if he wants to talk. I mean, clearly they're not on the same page right now. Dana's saying he's out for 10 months. He's saying, where did this 10 months come from? I never <laughs> said that. Um, but, but here's the truth of the matter. They need him. They need him now more than ever. I mean, with all due respect, look at the first couple months of the UFC schedule. Where are the draws? Yeah. You know, where, where are the big names? Where, where, where are the guys who are going to sell pay-per-views? Where are the guys? And you know who might be sitting back and smiling? Our good pal from Montreal, George St. Pierre, oh, because yeah. they need him now more than ever. Oh, they need his name. And Ronda losing kind of gave them a little more leverage. So, speaking of our good friend George St. Pierre, where are we with that? What What is your, your inside knowledge on that situation? Because just briefly, uh, to recap for people who don't know, the gap seemed to be that GSP is an Under Armour guy. Now the UFC's all Reebok, and obviously they needed to make up that money somehow. Are they going to be able to do that? You know, from what I was told, Jay, I, I was told that they got over that hurdle. The, the the real issue was just, you know, what cut of the pay-per-view and what his purse would be. And, you know, this was GSP's take. When, when I signed this deal that you guys are holding me to back in 2011, the landscape was completely different. And, yes, one of those issues was the fact that, you know, now I can't wear my sponsors. I, I can't make that extra money. But the other issue was, you know, in 2011, he was the champion, and he got, you know, a large... A chunk of the pay-per-view, and he leaves as champion in 2013. He's not returning, obviously, as champion, but he wants to try to make up some of that money because, you know, when you're champion, when you get a cut of the pay-per-view, you, you end up making a lot of money, and, and they don't give pay-per-view points to guys who aren't champions. So this was a back-and-forth that was, you know, going on for a couple of months, and it's unfortunate because he was ready and willing. You know, like, here you have arguably the greatest of all time saying, like, you know, Pat me in. I want to come in. Yeah. I'm ready. You know, my three years, uh, you know, it's done. The, he the, was the ready at 206, right, Eric? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they, and they kind of, you know, they gained the stiff arm. And, and I know it's business, and, and both sides have to come to an agreement, but so unfortunate. I mean, I can't recall in the history of sports, you know, one of the greatest athletes saying, you know, I want to come back, and then not being able to come to terms to come back. Could you imagine if Jordan said he wanted to come back, you know, that year after the baseball, and the Bulls were like, yeah, we don't really want to pay you. <laughs> right. You're like, you got you got to figure it out. It's, 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 you know, it's a legend. You know, it's a pioneer. It's, it's one of the greatest ever. So I, I do think Ronda losing gives them a little more leverage. I do think that they will revisit it. You know, how much longer does he want to wait around for? That, that's, you know, that's the million-dollar question. But I, I wouldn't slam the door shut just yet on GSP ever fighting again because he is very willing to fight again. It just has to make financial sense for him. Ariel, can they make Dominic, uh, sorry, Cody Garbrandt a star after he beat yes. Dominic Cruz? 
yes, I mean, this guy has it. You know, we talk in the fight game about it. We talk in sports about the it factor. This guy has it. I don't know if you have you guys talked to him. Yeah, he's he been was on, on the show uh, two weeks ago, right before the fight with Dom. Yeah, and and apologies for missing that one. Sometimes you know I have a, a newborn, so I can't stay up so late these days. Hey, congratulations um, on the newborn! Yeah. That's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. you named him Dan. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I named him Day. <laughs> Dan Jay. Yes, that's I love very that. sweet. That's very no. You know what, Ariel? I, I'm glad you brought that up because Cody. You know, we knew who he was before the first interview, but he absolutely blew us away in with his charisma and his comfort level and just overall. It's like you said, he was like, "Wow, this guy's a star! Like this guy is yeah. genuinely a star. All he needs is to win the title." Well, he accomplished he, that. He told an eight-minute story about a fight he got in with his uh, brother oh, yeah. Zach over a subway sandwich that ended up down by the river. <laughs> this guy, man, this guy's got—he's uh, he, got a lot of stories. I mean, truly, it, it's one of the greatest success stories that I've ever seen. Um, you know, he's been to jail. He, you know, he, he's got he's got a book in him. There, there's no doubt about that. And he's got the look, as you know, and he dresses well. He's a good-looking guy. And, you know, it's a different kind of it factor. It's a different kind of charisma. Not everyone's Connor. Not everyone should be Connor. He has sort of like this serial killer-like approach to his interviews. You know, his, his, his delivery is very no-nonsense. It's very straightforward. Um, and, you know, he's not the most verbose guy and, and he's not, the, you know, he doesn't have like the most eloquent vocabulary, but it's just the way he delivers his words and the conviction and the confidence in which he speaks to me is captivating. I actually had him on my show yesterday and it, it, you could tell already that he was a different guy since winning the belt. Um, and his confidence has grown tremendously. I don't recall a title challenger impressing me this much in a title fight in, in recent memory. I mean, for him to go out and do that to Dominic Cruz, what he did, and, you know, in, 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 in the middle of the fight, you know, he's, he's doing the robot, and he's doing push-ups <laughs> while schooling, you know, the greatest bantamweight of all time, a guy who had not lost in almost 10 years, March of 2007 was his last loss, and he did that to Dominic Cruz. Um, to me, nothing short of amazing. So, yeah, they've got something with him, and you could tell they had been grooming him for quite some time, helping him out with his suits and things like that, taking him to the Vesa Cortitas. Uh, you know, personal tailor, David August. So, yeah, they, they saw something in him, and I expect them to push him very well. Is there a uh, an MMA, like, school they bring? You mentioned they bring them the tailors and stuff, but do they have a media training session for these guys? They, they have this um, sort of fighter summit that they do once or twice a year. They break it up, um, you know, between veterans and up-and-comers and things like that. And so they've been doing this for the last couple of years. Um, you know, and I don't know how much it helps. It's not just about media. It's about taxes. It's about, you know, handling your money. It's about, you know, USADA, drug testing. It's about, you know, fighting in the big leagues. I mean, there's a lot. And I do know that one of the, um, you know, one of the lessons over this, like, three-day stretch is about media training. But most of the guys who, you know, have it, you know, have it long before they get to the UFC. Um, and it's just, you know, sometimes the UFC will pinpoint a certain guy and they'll push him, like Aranda, who they did a great job of pushing. But, Again, make no mistake about it. I mean, Ronda earned everything that, that she got, and, and, and she took the UFC to different heights. She opened doors um, for the UFC that, you know, they could have never dreamed of opening, being on the Ellen Show, Today Show, things like that. Um, but I will say it, it is disappointing to see how she's sort of reacted to, you know, stumbling. And, 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 and I told this actually to her agent, you're not defined by your losses. You're not defined by the actual you know, competition, you're defined by, you know, how you handle the losses. You're defined by what you say afterwards, how you dust yourself off, how you come back. You know, that's a true role model to me. It's not about knocking people out or submitting them or even, you know, anything you do in the cage. It's, it's what you do and how you handle yourself in, in the dark moments. And I, I will say that it's disappointing to see um, the way she's handled it over the last 13 months. Before we let you go, Ariel, I want to put you on the spot. If you could put together a UFC pay-per-view yourself, a you and Dana, men fences, your buddies again, he says, Ariel, yeah. you put this together. You put this. If you could put together a main and co-main, and I mean anybody, including GSP, anyone on oh, the planet, smoke. who would you have as your main and co-main for a pay-per-view right now? Wow. That is a tremendous question. Wow. Um, well, it, it would have to be, you know, Connor at the top. So it would have to be. Uh, so um, um, can I just ask one follow-up question? Is it what tickles my fancy as an Uber fan, or what's going to make the most amount of money? What's going to make the most amount yeah, of money? Yeah, I would say yeah. yeah. The, what's going to be best for the UFC? Oh my! Um, 
And again, <laughs> and it can't be, and it can't be Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> oh God! Excuse me while I go throw up in the corner. Oh, wow. um, yeah, right. By the way, can, can FS1 talk more about that fight, or you know, I, feel I like know get enough coverage. I'm just kidding. I'm I, just you kidding. know, this, uh, and it's our fault. We brought it up with Dana once, and I think we again then yeah, yeah you opened the wood. Yeah. Um, okay, so off the top of my head, this is what I'll go with. Um, I'll go with. I'll go with. Conor McGregor versus Khabib Nurmagomedov for the lightweight title. Everyone's excited about that that matchup. Yes, because the trash talking is just phenomenal. In fact, yesterday I, I mentioned to Khabib about his trash talking. I, I mended him, and he got very upset. He said it was not trash talk; it was truth talk. So he says there's no trash <laughs> when it comes to his talking. And uh, and you know what? I'll go Comain. I'll go. God, you're really putting me on the spot here. Uh, it's man, tough. I just went out. I'll, I'll, I'll go, you know, I'll give a nod to, to, to my hometown. I'll go GSP, George yes. St. Pierre. Um, and, and let's get, let's get him back into the welterweight title picture. I'll go GSP versus Tyron Woodley. He, oh. he is the yeah, one. Yeah, that would be awesome. As, as coming. That yeah, would be massive. Good. That would be unbelievable, Ty Woodley. Is yeah. Ty Woodley going to fight Bisping, Ariel? What the hell's uh, going on there? I think those two like to, and by the way, I'm very impressed with the knowledge. I feel like you guys have really come a long way and I've seen the interviews, but even to throw out something as obscure as that one, well, uh, as you know what, five years ago when you guys were doing TSN sports desk, oh, you know, man. we weren't, we weren't talking about time with me and Michael Bisping. So it's, kudos it, to you. It's all you. It's following you. It's and, listening and, to you. And we have Bisping on all the time and he's such a nice guy. He's so funny. He's the best. Yeah. Oh yeah. So charismatic. Um, I think that they are, if, if I may, I don't want to, you know, rain on their parade, but I, I do feel as though they're kind of messing with who will likely be their opponent. Right. Joel Romero for Bisping, uh, Wonderboy Thompson for uh, Woodley. I, I feel like they're trying to just rile them up and get them hot under the collar. I think that's uh, uh, very accurate. Ariel, after, uh, you mentioned how we used to be with UFC. I, I now picture us like, we, who punchy, kicky hardest? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, how can we forget the first night after... Chael Sonnen submitted Mauricio Shogun Hua. There you were, you know, talking. Oh, yeah. And he August sold 17, it. August 17, 2013. Yeah, I remember. He, he sold it. One. And now he's on The Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> Unbelievable. Fighting um, for Viacom. That's that's right, exactly. God, that's crazy, Ariel. Um, man, we love having you on the show. Um, you you got to check out Ariel's podcast and everything he does. It's so great. And listen, uh, we got to get you back. I, I like we got to get you back in studio here sometime. Whenever oh, you're back in LA, am I allowed? Yeah, am I allowed? yeah. Like yeah. We'll sneak you okay. in here. Yeah. I'll, okay. <laughs> I'll 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 pick you up at your hotel and then I'll I'll drive you in here. You'll just have to lie down in the back seat. <laughs> Put a blanket over you, and then we'll get you. Well. That that warms my heart because there's no hard feelings on this end. I, I love so many of the people over there who still work there, including my man Zeus. Shout oh. out to Zeus. Zeus. You know Zeus, Zeus. The man. That guy uh, just always walking around smiling. There's something creepy about the that. There's something the creepy about that. <laughs> uh, hey, can I ask you guys one question? Yeah. One quick question while I have the time? Yeah. What's going on with the Jays? Uh, like, is, are we worried here or <laughs> is it a work in progress? It's brutal. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was on no. the same page. Yeah, it's, it's just disappointing, I think. Like, Who uh, offers that money and says, okay, you got to take it now. You don't. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And and who, like offers, who offers Edwin that money and then says, "Oh, you don't want that? Well, we'll go sign Kendrys Morales. What do you think yeah. of that? Hey, you like Steve Pierce? We got him too." <laughs> oh God! Nah, I'm sure those guys are good guys, but of, of all the, I know I speak for Dan on this because Dan talks about this a lot. Like, uh, love love everything Jose Bautista has done, uh, but I didn't really want want him back to be perfectly honest I, I thought that would be, I, but I really wanted Edwin back I really wanted Edwin back Batista never plays 100 games in a season again for the rest of his career yeah so no uh, no I mean you could you could tell last year he was getting injured weird injuries I mean Edwin still had a phenomenal year he gave us that amazing moment I, I was just disappointed you know to be honest from like a media perspective and I know it's kind of weird up there with like you know the Sportsnet guys and everything Rogers but they kept pushing this narrative that like look you know they gave him a great deal and Edwin turned it down you can't offer the guy on the first day of free agency exactly. when he clearly told you that he wanted to play the field and then rescind it. To me, that's a token offer. It, it, it was a, never really something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You're 100% correct. And that's what's frustrating about the media in Canada. And again, we have lots of friends at Rogers. We just had sure. Nick Kiprios on this podcast. We, we love those guys. But I was also disappointed. Listen, but you also understand why 
it is that way, right? You can't criticize a team that's owned by the company you're working for, really. So you have to find some narrative that works out. But I guess I kind of hope, and I think people who didn't work for Rogers were criticizing the deal, but you're right. Most of the people covering the team seem to work for the team or work for the company that owns the team now. So it is a problem, but yeah, it's just yeah. disappointing because they've been on this great run and there's so much excitement about the team. And it seems like Rogers has just sucked that excitement right out of the whole Again, thing. No fun police, just like the 50 fifties in Ontario. Yeah. We yeah, were talking right. about that but, earlier, but uh, let's circle January 20th on our calendar. That's when Vladimir Guerrero. Yes. And We'll oh, get inducted man. into the Hall of Fame, and I hope to see you guys there at Cooperstown in July because I will be making the pilgrimage for the first time. If both those guys come in, I will say it on this podcast, breaking news, I'm taking the family of Cooperstown. Reigns and Vladdy together? Are you kidding me? The oh. stars are lining. This is going to ignite the return of the Expos. I feel it. Oh, we all got, coming together, guys. Absolutely. Let's talk to Bell. Let's get let's get them to get yes. off their wallets. Yes. Let's buy the, yes. the Tampa Bay Rays. Let's move them up. Yes. I, I got yeah. sucked into a Vladdy Guerrero YouTube wormhole and just watching him hit yeah. uh, balls that bounce before the plate and everything <laughs> the other night. It was great. Uh, <laughs> um, Ariel, best to you and yeah. your family in the new year, Same and year. Uh, congratulations again on, on the new baby and, and everything. And, and like like we said, we're going to sneak you onto this lot before uh, before we get kicked And out. Ariel, tell everyone where they can find uh, everything that you put up. Yeah. Um, so I work for MMAfighting.com. I show the MMA Hour and also the MMA Beat on Thursdays. And... Uh, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan, as you know, of you guys, and, and don't think, you know, just I'll, I'll keep it as PC as possible. I see what's going on over there, and you have a big <laughs> fan over here. Thanks. And uh, I just want to say that you guys represent the best in broadcasting, in my opinion. They're lucky to have you, and you represent Canada even better. So kudos to you. I'll always be a fan. I still watch as much as I possibly can, and I love your work now more than ever. So well done to you guys. Follow-up question, do you have room on your couch? <laughs> yes, I do. For you, Jay, you're a little tall, so I'll have to make some accommodations, but uh, any anything for you guys. Oh, you're you're, you're awesome, buddy. There. Honestly, the kindest words. Really appreciate it, my friend, and uh, best to you in 2017. We'll see you soon. We will see you yeah. soon. Talk to you soon, guys. Thanks, Ariel. Thank you. What a guy. Uh, Errol Hawani, uh, we miss him. We used to have him on our show all the time. Oh, man. He's cool. Okay. He's cool. Why would you let that guy go? I got to go put a suit on. Yeah. Try to clash your act up hey. a little bit. You got to go put in a tongue ring. These are the guys, Ironhead, the shirt I'm wearing right now. They make the Jay and Dan gear, and uh, the the proceeds go to the Kickstart program uh, from Canadian Tire, which 100% of those proceeds get kids playing uh, sports. It's an awesome, uh, awesome thing, and they are great awesome. shirts. They're high quality. See you later. So long, my time here is up. There's Jay Onright and his wife checking out the action. Hey, Puga. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the hiccups. Jay and Dan don't inspire me at all. <laughs>